1: Hey guys, Dave here. What you're about to hear is a 15-minute sample of an hour-long episode of me and Kathy talking about the Queen's Gambit, which we did over on our Patreon page. So we thought we'd just add a little sample in here, full of spoilers, by the way, so if you haven't seen the show, go watch the show because it's amazing. Uh, And if you like what you hear here, uh, well, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash The thecinemile and you can get access to the full episode and many other retro movie and TV reviews. Uh, for the cost of two or three dollars a month. And if you sign up before the end of November, then 100% of your December fee will go to Action for Children, which is an amazing charity here in the UK.
0: To be, a, to be a good sports movie you, you have to have an underdog right yeah so sorry that she learned how to play in the basement of an orphanage um, she's completely unprivileged she is completely addicted to tranquilizers which surprised me because I can't imagine the tranquilizers get like the brain going and nope, then she's th- a woman th- in this sexist world I think that world. was the
1: point it put her in a bit of a fugue state, which allowed almost her lizard brain to take over. Well, yeah, true. That's how she was able to it. But of- all the
0: things she was fighting against, and on top of that being a woman in this male-dominated world, and that's what made us cheer for her so much because yeah. people would continually dismiss her for being a woman. And we were like, come yeah. on. It's like, there was so many times it was Rocky and Apollo Creed. Like, at yeah. the end, when when the Russian, like, e- the big, bad Russian guy goes, do you want to draw? And she's like, no. And we were like, what? Yeah. She doesn't want to go the distance. She skipped her Rocky too, like
1: which is it you <laughs> love that she it amazing exactly that was an amazing moment I think you're right and I think the um, what's so interesting about her as a character though is that yes she's got all those underdog qualities and she is in that era doing a huge service to the feminist movement within a sexist industry and that has an effect on we see on a very specific individual the woman you mentioned who she who she plays that very first ever competitive game of chess with mm-hmm. and later she meets her again and she says you were an inspiration to me i never did play but she says yeah. you
0: had i tell everyone you had two firsts at me your first competitive game and
1: your first <laughs> period <laughs> yeah, tell everyone about your, your first <laughs> like, period
0: that feels like you're an overshare so
1: inappropriate but the um but so, so she she did have an incredibly significant Effect on that, and, and also the um, in the final episode, all the women looking for autographs for her, and so that was Russia. amazing. Yeah, so it again
0: ha- was like too good to be true,
1: naturally. But yeah. the um, the, so my, my point is, she has this powerful effect on everybody around her, but she herself as a character is so interesting because she never strives to do any of it. She only thing that that Beth Harmon sets out to do from the very beginning is play chess it's just to play chess
0: she's obsessed she's She's got an obsession with
1: chess it's just to play chess and to win because she's competitive and knows she's the best but
0: this is why she's such a champion like we were saying we could never be champions like that because we would always I would have taken the draw yeah like in, in the first the first time she plays the Russian guy she plays him three times the first time she plays him and doesn't win and like she's so angry at herself and she's like he humiliated me whereas I'm like Oh my god! To get a seat at the table with yeah. the world champion is she like can't
1: accept second place.
0: Incredible, yeah. like, and that's why she's a champion, and I'm not because I would be so honored to be sitting across from him and like even get like two moves in. Where she's like, he humiliated me, and that's the drive of a champ.
1: But it, it, which is it's why also, Rocky
0: literally was never a champion. But it's the also only went the distance.
1: It's a flaw of hers because she is so insular that she's not aware of the effect that she is having on anybody else but is it a flaw like
0: why does like it's one of these things that's always levied at say a woman or uh, somebody who's not white or somebody who's not straight somebody who deviates away from like the norm we see of like a white straight man in in most facets of life being in a position of power the onus is always put on that woman or that person of color or that person who's gay to be like representative of of their type and like why does she, why does Beth Harmon have to care what she's representing for women? Because it's put on her shoulders because she's the only woman. And it's really unfair. Like no one's telling uh, Benny in his stupid cowboy hat and like a long leather jacket that like he needs to, he needs to be an inspiration for people or... Yeah,
1: no, no, that's fine. I, I, I admit, I agree with your point that she doesn't need to acknowledge that that burden which has been placed on her. However, I was going to say it's a flaw. Her insular... Nature and her focus and determination is is a strength, which allows her to win at chess. But it's a flaw in that she doesn't actually notice the needs or of or of people around her or the effect she has on them. Mm-hmm. Case in point being, uh, bless the actor Dudley Dudley
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dudley the Always be Dudley He's a Kentucky Potter. State chum.
1: Who, by the way, his he he is a great great He's actor. Amazing, He's very good, and is um. He Has the best agent in the world right now because he's shown up in uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs last year as a paraplegic. Uh, I've seen him, uh, he was the bad guy in that Charlie's Theron movie we watched on Netflix with yeah, the we Immortal. Do, remember he's we shown meant up to do a movie everywhere, man.
0: He's, we meant to do a review of the Charlie's Theron movie this summer and we just never yeah, did it because we couldn't even be bothered recording whatever. it. But um, he was great in it as no like Queen a tech Tampa. CEO.
1: But he, she's. She, she's kind of breaking his heart. When he says
0: her, and he shows up, uh, for anyone who may not quite remember if you watched it when it first came out, he shows up at her house and like offers to like coach her or whatever and they become lovers purely out of convenience, like from her end. And then he goes, I, I fixed my teeth for you. And it's like, ah, ah, yeah. that is the it's least sexy thing you could ever, it's sexier <laughs> to have rotten teeth and be cool about it yeah. than to have perfect teeth and tell de- someone you fixed your teeth <laughs> then. The second he says I fixed my teeth for you she's like leave my house. <laughs> like, she definitely is aware of the effect she has on men and certainly enjoys it. I don't think she's oblivious to that at all. Um,
1: okay maybe not oblivious but she doesn't care really.
0: Oh no she's she, single minded she, like she's like I want to play chess and I'll also shag you.
1: That, but I think that, that that's how she treats everything about life because this Except movie, her mother's Yes, that's true. I'm not I'm not saying she's without empathy. No, i know you're I'm not. not but like my point is she's she's living in a climate of where of uh women's rights and feminism, there's a huge movement. She is at the center of that in a niche industry. She's also Um in the middle of the Cold War. And it, and we get hints of this coming through when she's being accompanied by a CIA agent who's looking for uh, hints that her opponent is wishing to defect.
0: They're but looking for Rocky Four. Like, they but, want her to defeat communism, well, exactly.
1: but she has no interest in any of it or concept. No, she doesn't of give it. a shit. She doesn't. Give like a at shit. the end, they say, and "I find that really cool it's and interesting." Cool, yeah.
0: At the end, they're like, at the "Very end." You did it. Like you beat the Russians at their own game. You've got a dinner in the White House tonight, and she's like, "Bye." Off to play chess in the square in Moscow.
1: Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> matter to her, and that's what makes her such a a but brilliant. But you know what character.
0: matters to her her relationship with her birth mother, which she's repeatedly through, like, nearly every episode, the birth mother's in it in in flashback and is very traumatizing for her and, like, not in the least because the mother, like, tried to kill them both in a car but Beth didn't die and that is very traumatic and, like, so Beth has a lot of, like, memories of the mother. They're always bubbling through and then uh, when she gets adopted by... When she initially got adopted by this family, we we're like, "Oh my God, like just the way we've seen the tropes of how these things work immediately we're like, yeah the dad's gonna be abusive or violent well or-
1: they give us the shot right the yeah. shot being she's in the back seat of the car the dad looks at dad's, the dad's driving mirror. looks at her in the rearview mirror and then it, that's that's warning flag like and that that we just went
0: no, such a seemingly
1: innocuous thing but in this context in this situation in a yeah. TV show where drama is going to happen both our minds went to there instantly
0: and then what I was just so it was interesting that it
1: didn't go there it
0: actually went in a way I never expected where the dad basically effed off left her and the mom interesting like what it said about a woman in the 60s they said if if the orphanage finds out the dad's left the mom she'll have to put her back in the orphanage so they don't tell anyone and in that moment they become co-conspirators yeah, yeah. and they it's so good completely they fall in love with each other like we re, we yeah. learn that the mother lost a child it sounds like her life's really sad like she never got to fulfill her dreams she lost her child her husband's left her she's clearly got a drink problem
1: but she, she like Beth just, is, this, is this sort of has this um, talent this incredible talent for the piano that yeah. just never was never She didn't get the opportunity to realise it. And so it's a bit of that sort of like allowing Beth... She's living... Vicariously through Beth. Yeah. Um and, and allowing like, her talents to foster and is, is invested while also reaping some financial benefits. Exactly. From it. And I love And like, living her life for once. I I thought her I whole loved it. her journey was joyous. Yeah.
0: And and she's incredible. She was a
1: brilliant actress as well. Do you know who she is? No, go on
0: I've forgotten her name, but when I looked her up, she normally has long red hair and looks completely different. And she was like the mother in Diary of a Teenage Girl and she's been in loads and loads of movies. Oh, okay. Um, she was
1: excellent, and I'm with you. They, their inc- relationship incredible. is incredible, so,
0: and Beth loves her. The best relationship
1: her. in this show, yeah. And
0: like Beth loves her so much, yeah. and like the mom kind of gets. She the calls nerve her to mother say, and
1: means it. I know, yeah. and
0: she says to her like, um, "Can I get ten percent as your agent?" And Beth's like, "Let's make it 15 oh, it's such just a good moment. So sweet, and
1: because Beth is a Beth is a kind soul at heart, and is Beth quite is. gracious, and even Beth- though she comes across as this. Cold, determined almost but robotic Beth
0: does love female friendship because in the orphanage her best friend is Jolene yeah. and that relationship oh, we can talk about Jolene yeah, for half an that hour that carries on throughout and Beth and her mom her adopted mom who probably isn't that much older than her I don't think she's probably in her early 30s and yeah, Beth's like 16 or whatever they are just like best mates, yeah. And they, I mean, to to a fault because the mom gives her booze and stuff. And Beth's stealing the off. Well, It's, TV, got, it's got a drug.
1: dark edge to the, it. Beth she's TV an the enabler. Drugs. She she doesn't really. Yeah, you're right. It is a it's a friend relationship it's rather friends, than a yeah. mother daughter thing. But it's
0: lovely, and um, I I loved them together. And even when Beth has a very early scene where she goes to a party with like college people because she's learning Russian in the night school, which is awesome. And. Uh, she phones the mum and like basically like oh I had sex last night and the mum's like oh well you know it's yeah. not a normal kind of conversation you probably have with your mum at that age about drinking and having sex
1: I really enjoyed how like just sexually liberated Beth is as a character as well you know she she's very comfortable with her her, her yeah. sexual um, like Uh, Sex life And basically she's in
0: the 60s Which is like more liberated For women I think Yeah And also She's very One track mind About sports and stuff And like she's not Concerned about things Like it's really interesting When we When Beth goes to Secondary school Or high school And we see her And she She begins high school And Beth really loves fashion We learn as the show goes on But She like she is self conscious when she joins because she knows her clothes aren't nice and she knows her shoes aren't nice, right? And that is something that she ends up having a very clear hang up about. But when she actually goes to like the house of one of the popular girls who invites her over for like, they all watch a band camp or a video or whatever, it's really funny. The girls are all talking and she's so immediately bored by them yeah. that she just nicks a bottle of booze and She moves rejects the house. it, yeah. Yeah, she's not interested in their politics and their like silliness she is interested in their fashion though like yeah. she'll take out of it what interests her and there was one thing that i thought was a little bit odd about the show a couple of years later beth is it bumps into that same popular girl who is who has a baby who's married and who has got a booze they problem. imply
1: has a drink problem yeah
0: and it's almost like the sh it's almost like this show was doing a bit of a thing that I don't like when people in bad American movies meet up with people from their high school and like...
1: Lord it up kind over of lord them. Lord it up. Kind of thing.
0: Except the sh- it was almost but like the show was trying to do problems. it but Beth wasn't doing it. But the show was like, oh look, you could have just been married at 18 and having babies. Aren't you lucky you didn't do that? I don't know. There was something about that. That's the only scene that I didn't quite like in the movie. But they
1: don't really... Gl- I kind of see where you're going, and I think, and that that again is a trope, and it did feel familiar.
0: It was the Julia Roberts Beth, moment, like big mistake.
1: Exactly, yeah, exactly. But but they don't really like the show doesn't glamorize Beth's life. I think elements of it are glamorized, like the fashion and the setting, and the victories and the chess. But mostly, there's a sadness and and a, a danger to how she. You know how she lives her life and how she treats um, alcohol and you know it, it, it's it doesn't feel glorified to me oh my
0: god that scene when she's really little in the orphanage and they take the, they stop giving her the, um, the tranquilizers the green pills but she knows where they are and she goes in and gets them all and yeah. just like drinks them the and falls back or it's like yeah. that kid who played her like that fringe it's all about that fringe Like
1: the fringe was doing a lot of the work the
0: fringe did a heavy yeah. lifting like <laughs> can we talk about the fashion for a minute
1: Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.
0: What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor?
1: What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing?
0: What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised?
1: How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin.
0: We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television.
1: Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowindthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.